No, I'm not the one one, but I'ma fucking turn up until I see the morning sun. Set that tiger bone, got the henny up. <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness. No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up. These bitches fucking on each other, man's another Real Right. Welcome back to the Combat Podcast. Um, just, it's been a weird week. Just flew back from from New York, visited the family. Thanksgiving, we did all all the fun stuff. Um, well, by the way, I'm your I'm your host Sean. If you don't know, and this is Adam over here. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Adam. I, I missed you. Miss you too, bud. Yeah, we we did got you- a treat for you guys today. Uh, like, uh, before the show, uh, Sean told me he, he had a horrible time with his family. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, it, you did. You did. Just like a few minutes ago on the parking lot, he told me. He's lying. That did not happen. Oh, okay. You're, you're making this all up. I, I had a great time. Before before you hit record, you were telling me how much you hate your grandma. Oh, what? Yeah, no, that's that? that's not true. What? <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling our guest a liar? This is not, this is not good. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so uh, so we have we We're have on the a con men podcast. I'm going to con you guys. Let's go. Oh, let's do it. We we have a special guest today. We have Clint Russell from from the Liberty Lockdown podcast. Yes, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You you might have heard him on part of the part of the problem with Dave Smith. That's where I discovered him. He he was great. Um, just during the pandemic, I've really dived into libertarianism and. All, all that kind of fun stuff, like the the COVID thing, it, I, it completely radicalized me. <laughs> and I got some help from you guys too. But Good. yeah, so welcome, That's welcome the- to the show. I'm I'm so pumped to have you on. Don't don't tell the FBI, but uh, that is my goal is to radicalize my listeners, <laughs> but, but radicalize them towards liberty, not to any violence. It's just. That's that's why I started the show. I mean, I, it's called Liberty Lockdown because I started it in the first month of lockdowns. I was inspired to speak out because I was so concerned with the trajectory of things. I couldn't believe that people were, were actually accepting this as a any sort of pathway to dealing with an airborne virus. I was like, this is absolutely insane. And uh, I'm glad that it seems that the majority of this country has come to the same conclusion that I fucking knew day one. Uh, it took them way too long. But at least it seems like most people are starting to realize, okay, yeah, that was a really stupid idea. Yeah, it's chaos. I mean, I, I'm sure I, I've seen that you're following all the stuff that's going on in China. Like that, that is some of the most terrifying, it's, fucked it's, up shit. It's the film The Crazies. Yeah. But it's real. I'm, I'm not too familiar with The Crazies. It's literally what's going on in China. Yeah, Adam, Adam is a movie buff. I'm not, but he always tells me about these movies and and. <laughs> yeah, he also does a podcast uh, where he, where he breaks down horror movies. It's it's amazing, but yeah, well, cult cult films spe- uh, specifically, but he doesn't yeah. break down yeah, Marvel is, movies. China's fucked up. Yeah, but China is absolutely disastrous. I mean, it, they they basically are doing just a slightly more aggressive version of what America did, and I, I think that's what concerns me most about this. Is like, well, I obviously sympathize with the Chinese people and like, I wish them well, particularly if this is an organic uprising and they want to free themselves from the tyranny that they're experiencing. God bless them. I also am very aware that the the conservatives in this country have had a hard on to go to war with China for a very long time. So mm-hmm. I just want to be very clear that while I absolutely support them in their fight for liberation, I do not support intervention from the U S government. We have our own fucking problems. We don't have any sort of Role. We don't have any sort of moral authority to talk to them about their lockdowns when we did a very similar thing to our own people. We need to fucking work on 
getting rid of all the politicians that allowed us to behave like China over the past three years. Oh yeah. It, it, yeah. When, when you follow all this stuff in China, like I, I like I'm, I'm following all this stuff on Twitter, like just like everyone else we're following it live and people are talking about going to war. like people are just so obsessed with going to war. Like I'm, I'm, I completely w- agree with what you're saying is like, we, we should, we should be doing everything we can without going to war to help them gain freedom and uh, just all that. Like I'm watching all this stuff. Like I'm saying it's, it's going live and I, I see what happens in that apartment building that they let get set on fire. Well, they didn't set it on fire, but it caught on fire and they locked these people inside. And then the first thing that pops into my head, I'm like, thank God we, we have to the second amendment, our second amendment rights, because that would be a lot harder to do in this country. And, the, and just this whole COVID oh, yeah. thing, everything that we're seeing, you, you're seeing how important it is for the first and second amendment. They're the most important amendments that we have. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally, uh, what was it? What was Dave Chappelle? Like the second amendment center in case the first one doesn't work out. And I'm not the biggest Dave Chappelle fan or anything, but that's a very true statement. Mm-hmm. And and I think um, China could really use themselves some Second Amendment. Yeah, but they don't have a constitution. So, do they not have a constitution? I don't know a lot about China, like China's governance. I know I know enough about ours. I know they don't. Have I mean, a they, constitution. they may have some some variant of a constitution, but regardless, they don't have gun rights. I can promise you that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not included in whatever you know founding documents that they have. Um, and they're dealing under what amounts to one party, you know, communist rule with some variants of capitalism thrown in there, but it's state-based capitalism. The sad truth is that America is not very different from China today. We mm. have a very similar economic model and, you know, Americans in particular, because we believe that we're superior to everyone. We want to just like assume that we're superior to these people. But the reality is, a lot of what China does with their economy, where they have all of the funding apparatus, uh, you know, or the mechanisms come through the government, through the central bank there. We do the same exact shit. It's all counter to free market capitalism. And I just think that until America is actually in a position of genuine moral authority, then we should shut the fuck up about what China's doing and let, let their people, you know, wish them well, essentially. Mm-hmm. But we can't win a war with China. We can't. And we shouldn't even attempt it and we shouldn't threaten it and we shouldn't risk it. It's a, it's an insane proposition. So beyond lip service, I don't want to hear any politicians talking about fucking boots on the ground. I don't want to talk about sanctions. I don't want to talk about shipping them fucking arms. None of it. We can't risk it. We're already doing that in Ukraine with another nuclear power, the biggest nuclear power on earth. You want to open up a second front for a potential fucking world war three. No, thank you. We are not equipped for it. We're not ready for it. We don't have the morale for it. It's insane. It's insane behavior. And you don't go to war with fucking nuclear powers, period. You don't do it. You can't do it. You can't risk it. We're talking about humanity here. So, you know, as much as I hope that those people, if it's a sincere uprising that is not, uh, you know, propagated by our State Department, I hope that they fucking prevail. And I hope that they can free themselves. But beyond that, I am not interested in assisting in any way. Just being honest. I mean, the upside is there's probably a lot more of them than uh, the people bringing down all oh, yeah. this shit, which is, which is makes it, makes like, it all very interesting. Yeah. Like 1.4 billion people more than the leadership there that, that controls them. If only I like, mean, if, if like 500,000 of them were like, fuck this, we're, <laughs> we're let's get these motherfuckers. It'd be over in a weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, but you'd have to, you'd have to, I mean, you're rolling up against tanks and you have nothing. So it's, it's not easy. I mean, they're going to, they will have to accept the fact they're going to lose, you know, hundreds of thousands of people if, if it really goes down that path. So the real, the real hope I have is that instead of it ending up in a, in a, you know, hot civil war or revolution type situation, that instead the, the government there decides, okay, we're not going to take this path. We're going to fucking stop with this COVID lockdown nonsense and we're going to, you know, free the economy a little bit, allow people to speak more freely, just give them the things that they're asking for and don't, don't require bloodshed to get it. I mean, I'm dreaming here, but, yeah. but it's not an impossibility. So hopefully. Yeah. And, and to your point, when you were saying they're, they're a lot like us and, um, and, and are, are you talking about the people you're talking about their government, their government? Cause when, when I'm no, thinking the government model. Yeah, yeah. So when, when I see their government and I compare it to ours, you see like press secretary, uh, Karine Jean-Pierre who actively is, or she's saying that, that she's watching Twitter right now that they, right. that they, they want to monitor what they're doing. And then the, the other day with the whole, I know you saw the thing with Fauci where there was actual reporters trying to ask him about the origins of COVID and all that. And she shut it down. Like that's, that's, that's kind of uh that, I mean that, that should bother everyone in America that is paying attention. I would hope. Yeah. It bothers the fuck out of me. Yeah. I mean, it, these people are not, Americans, they behave as if they're fucking authoritarian, you know, like Marxist leaning authoritarians verging on communists. I, I despise these people. They're so, they're so counter to the American principles that I thought that we all shared free speech, open dialogue, peace, prosperity, capitalism, things that like even the left and right seemed to agree on when I was a kid. And now, you know, it's like maybe the fringe libertarians truly believe in it. I mean, the conservatives give it lip service, but then all of their politicians don't fucking deliver on it. So I don't know. I don't know who, who actually shares my values anymore. I think more people share my values than are, are, you know, represented in our leadership, but it's still, I, I still believe that we're a, a very small minority at this point. And that's obviously yeah. needless to say that's concerning. Yeah. And, and I, you know, so like, so I've been listening to you. I listened to Dave Smith. I listened to, uh, I mean, a uh, big fan of Ron Paul, of course. Um, but like you, you, you listen to the message that they're saying, that you're saying, what Dave's saying, what, what Ron was saying back in the day, even today. And you notice it's like, it's not that crazy. Like, you got the non-aggression principle, of course. You got all, like, they, they want to end, like, libertarians want to end these endless wars. They want to reduce, like, they, they want to shrink the government. I mean, they're, they're, there's variations with other libertarians, but for the most part, they, they want to shrink the government. They want to stop all this fucking endless spending. And most Americans believe in that kind of stuff. Like, it's not that, it's not that radical. Like, we were joking around how, how I said that you, you radic radicalized me with, with, with some of your, the stuff you talk about. It's not that radical. It's pretty moderate when you think of it. Right. Well, I, I think it's moderate. But, uh, you know, according to the FBI, I'm a dangerous radical. <laughs> <You know>? So... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the truth is other than to say that I think that the government and the FBI specifically have become, you know, un-American tyrants and mm -hmm. that they, they view uh, people that genuinely believe in our God given rights in the constitution as terrorists. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's really where we're at now. And I don't, I don't think that most people have processed how grave that is that you have the top, uh, police force in the nation, which is basically what the FBI is. It's a national police force, but it's domestically based. 
and they view people that value the constitution as enemies to the, to the state. Mm -hmm. Well, when you get to that position, you're in a really fucking bad spot because these guys don't have any real oversight and they can do whatever they want to you. Look, look what they've done to the people on January 6th. You know, I'm not a Trump supporter, but I absolutely support people that, that were there peacefully. And the fact that they've been thrown in prison for extended periods of time, many of them held without trial for over a year. I mean, it's fucking evil. And I just hope that people realize like, this is not some hyper hyperbole, you know, like we're really up against it right now. We are, we are ruled by tyrants and I don't know. I, I think that it's up to the people to, to decide if they're going to accept this moving forward. Yeah. It's like the, the whole January 6th thing is just so crazy. Like when they said how long these people were going to be put in jail and they, there's people even on the right that were saying like, these people should be put in jail. They should put, be put under the jail. Like, they're not like they're not molesting children. They're not fucking right. kidnapped. They're not. They didn't murder anyone. The, the only person that died was Ashley. Was her Ashley Babbitt? Was that her name? Yeah, she got shot in the she, face. She got shot in the face, and they're like, "Oh, what about those cops?" That no one else died there. People died of natural causes. So who who fucking knows? Yeah, everyone who died afterwards, everyone died completely separate from all the events of uh, January six. So yeah, that's actually not that's actually not true. There was another woman in the the hallway. Uh, who was like basically stampeded when they when they dropped tear gas and I don't know if she went to cardiac arrest or, or what but she was essentially killed by the police response there so there oh I didn't opinion, know about that were, yeah there was at least two um, some people say three or four of the protesters probably died because of the the showdown between the uh, Capitol police and the protesters um, but in terms of the cops yeah no cops died yeah I mean, it's, that's just a fact yeah and, I mean a lot of the people like ex fire extinguisher guy like. That dude, that guy didn't fucking die. January no. six. That dude died of a it fucking is. heart attack with completely unrelated shit. So yeah. all the people and who it was supposedly died, died too. It's yeah. It's but it just it but it you know it makes their story look nice and juicy and evil, all that good stuff. Yeah, it, but it doesn't change anything. It's not like it really changes anyone's opinion about anything except makes angry people angrier. The the federal yeah. government is really good at killing people. That, that those are facts. <laughs> But like, just look what like with the FBI. Preach, brother. Yeah, and this is this is my thing. Like, just look what happened in Waco. Like, they they've been doing it for for decades, maybe even longer. Like domestically, they they don't fuck around. Like you saw what happened in Waco. You saw what happened at Ruby Ridge. You saw. I mean, I mean, if you want to get really deep, you can, you can look into the Oklahoma City bombing. Like, it, if you if you want to get real conspiratorial, which yeah, they, if they if or, or uh, I don't. I don't want to say the name of the school. I, I sent you the picture, and I was like, in in Connecticut, but uh, there's a school over there yeah. where there there's some questions. <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, nine eleven, Pearl Harbor, JFK. There's a litany of of examples of, you know, at least arguments to be had as to what our government's involvement was with you know catastrophic loss of American life. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I don't think that's really up for debate that they are more than willing to kill. Americans to maintain their stranglehold on power. I mean, Obama fucking mm -hmm. drone struck uh, an American child in mm -hmm. Africa, you know, yeah, because it, he was the, he was the son of one of the alleged terrorists on nine 11. Yeah. Know, this kid, this kid had no affiliation to the attacks on nine 11 and Obama fucking drone struck him. That guy's a trial. That guy's a American fucking monster without trial. That's why Crazy. I think that's why people, they, they, these people love going to war because they think that that's normal. Like they've had, 20 plus years of war with their people in power. And they're like, well, we, yeah, you just have to be in war. That's just part of, uh, 
of you know mm-hmm. of, of peace and freedom, right? Is to have this continuous war simmering on the back burner constantly. But, but that's the primary reason I'm a libertarian is because there there is no political party aside from the libertarians that is sincerely in opposition to the endless wars that have existed my entire life and much longer than that. And it's just, it's tragic. The American people have completely become acclimated to the fact that death and destruction is just the natural state of our empire. And I like, I'm dedicating my life basically to trying to get people to, you know, not accept that reality to realize that it's actually evil and it's counterproductive to um, our, our position in the world and to our economy uh, to our culture, you know, to our fucking souls, if you want to go the religious route on it. I mean, it's at its core, it's an evil practice and we're being robbed blind and lied to about it. And it's just been happening for forever. And and everyone just kind of accepts that this is, yeah, I mean, what are we going to do? We're at war for fucking ever. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> so our country's ran by Lockheed Martin, like co- companies like that. Like you, you, when your country's ran by a, a military weapons manufacturer it's it's not going to end well like we're not going in a good direction like it's no. it, it this is this is <laughs> this is a toxic way to run a country is when it, you're being ran by some of the most evil corporations in the world that make bombs that just blow up brown fucking communities <laughs> in, in yeah. the middle east like it just look like what's happening in yemen right now we're 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 funding that shit like that did, um, yeah. I, I so I stopped following the Yemen story. I know they they had the ceasefire, but I don't know what ha- what's happened recently. But that, that I mean that's that should be a big story. We're blowing up a country well, that can't even afford a jet, and we fucking oh we're not. Well, I mean the, the Saudis are doing it. Well, dude, there's more important shit going on. Fucking Kanye West had dinner with Donald Trump. Do, do, do you not <laughs> fucking right. read the news, bro? It's too much news. He news lost his Adidas fucking sponsorship. Okay, a man has been chopped in half financially <laughs> for his fucking children. Can I, can that I he say had with Kim Kardashian. Can I say I'm out on Kanye? I was I was in on Kanye for a little bit for fun, but now I'm completely after the uh the Balenciaga. Am I saying that right? Balenciaga? Balenciaga. Balenciaga. <laughs> I'm an idiot. But See, we're, we're stylish men. You don't you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah. I mean we, so we got Look at this fucking hat. Okay? Look at my Oh, you got a you I mean I have a Texas hat. I mean we, we do have these really nice con men. Yeah, let me let me show you our We got we got George W. Bush with, oh, a, hell yeah. with a with a paper airplane. Clinton and Epstein's mansion. We, yeah, we didn't get, we didn't ask Epstein's, uh, uh, you know, we didn't Artists. ask it for b- permission, but. Well, his, his estate is going to ex- expect royalties, so you better, <laughs> yeah. you better be ready. Oh, as, shit. as awful as Epstein was, these art pieces are so based. They're awesome. <laughs> They're fantastic. Yeah, like, these are cool art pieces. Like, yeah. come on. They, they look like out of a children's book or something. It's yeah, they're wonderful. beautiful. Like, you, uh, you, you have Bush over here with the paper airplane knocking over Twin Towers, and then you have fucking Bill Clinton. Twi- Twin Towers made of, made of Jenga. Which is a missed opportunity, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I have to ask. Marketing opportunity for Jenga's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to, you have to like throw paper airplanes at a at a Jenga that looks like a like a building. So speaking, that's a that's a, that's a cash cow right there. That's I, just waiting to happen. I, I have to ask you though, because the my favorite episode you ever did, you had Jinx on there, 
and you oh, guys, yeah, yeah. you guys talked about some wild nine eleven conspiracies. Yeah. Um, well, crack, crack, crack connoisseur for those that don't know, uh, rest in peace, his Twitter account. Hopefully he gets it back this week. We'll see. He's on, I, uh, he's still on Instagram, but he, he, he has like 10 different accounts. I, I just can't follow them all. There's so much cause he keeps, he keeps getting nuked. It's weird. Even on the new Twitter, he gets nuked. Yeah. Well, the dude fucking goes deep. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't have any idea why he keeps getting suspended. Um, but I'm a huge fan of his, his work. I, like, obviously I don't agree with every theory that he's put out there, but um, I think that the little fucking mini one minute documentaries that he does is, are like fucking out of this world. I mean, he's genuinely uh, like a genius level talent when it comes to uh, counter propaganda. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. Cause uh, uh, so, uh, so anyone that like, that's in, into the, these videos, I, I post them on Instagram. I haven't posted any in a while, but I post them all the time. He, he, he was actually on Clint's show. So you got to check it out. And they, he was talking about how he was like, he was a musician or he, he, he liked making music. So if you watch these videos, he, he has like the music works perfect with it. The cuts are fast. I, I, have, a, I have a video editing background. So like you see, you're like, this is good. This is really good. Yeah. No, I mean, the amount of time he must put into a single minute video, I asked him about it and he couldn't tell me because he was just like, some of them are fucking, you know, days. Yeah. <laughs> and some of them he probably, you know, slaps together in a couple hours. But regardless, like the the extent of the content that he packs into a minute or two minutes max is fucking unbelievable. I mean, it. I'm in awe of the guy. That's why I invited him on because I was just like, man, this. And I think I'm, I think I'm the only podcast that he's ever done. Oh, pretty crazy too. Okay, uh, you you cut out a little bit uh, over there. Can you hear me? I love the guy. I I hope. You, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, there you go. All right, cool. You're back Hello? in. Yeah, you you went okay. you went out a little bit, but yeah, he's. Uh, but yeah, Jinx, Jinx is so great. He, he, he was following, uh, he was following me and my, um, my, my, my Twitter account, the, um, the one for this podcast. He, he was following me for a while. Now the new account, he doesn't, I'm pretty disappointed. I can't send him DMs or anything. So come on, <laughs> it sucks. But, but yeah. So how did you get him on the show? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay. All right. Thank you. Are we back? Can can you can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can. I don't know. Happened to internet. <laughs> okay, we're back on. Don't blame my fucking internet. <laughs> my internet's what, flawless. Was it, was it my end or yours? I, I have no idea. I don't know. It, it just it, it shut off, and I guess it just restarted. I don't I don't know. Either way. <laughs> so, um, getting back to the show, uh, we 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 just had some some. Jinx content, but, uh, but yeah, so let's, let's get, get back into Twitter. Um, what, what have your feelings have been on this, this new, uh, Twitter with e Elon Musk? I know you did, um, you had a, a whole thread on it and it went, it went pretty viral and it was really interesting. Can you kind of explain yeah. how you feel about this new Twitter and what's different? Well, I mean, it's, it's TBD at this point. Like he's, he's saying all the right things. So I appreciate that. Um, whether or not he delivers is another matter entirely, but like, it's so weird. Um, people are so 
skeptical of like any rich person having any good intentions mm-hmm. and like, does he still have self-interest tied in with his good intentions? Sure. Of course. But like I have self-interest tied in with my good intentions of trying to fucking see, you know, freedom in this country. Like that's self-interested behavior. Does that mean that I'm not to be trusted? Like, I, I think that's non- nonsense. So, you know, we'll see if he, if he brings back all my, my fucking friends, like fucking Reed and Jose and all these guys that like have been, suspended a grip of times. I, I would love to see that. And I, I think that, you know, my, my personal opinion is that it's, it's tremendously important that we have at least one social media platform that is major. You know, everyone always goes, Oh, we have gab dude. I'm like, look, we need one major social media platform that actually allows us to speak honestly with one another so that we don't become a warring tribalized, you know, fractionalized nation. And if you, if you want that, if you want a civil war, then continue down this path of ostracizing and excommunicating anyone with, you know, right of Mao political leanings. Like that's, that's a really great way to divide us into, into the, you know, extent of us actually like becoming violent with one another. Um, so I think that Elon's path, if he actually sees it to its uh, conclusion of allowing for open dialogue on his platform, anything aside from, you know, crimes like doxing or threatening people's lives or, um, you know, child porn, things like that. Well, that's, that's all I've ever wanted. That's all I've ever wanted. So like, I'm going to root him on until he proves to me that he can't do that. And at this point he's, he's sacrificing so much in terms of the threats that he's receiving, uh, not just against uh, Twitter in terms of deplatforming from the Apple store and everything else, but the regulators, the federal government's talking about it. Kareem Jean-Pierre talked about it today when asked directly if, they would consider shutting down Twitter if they don't maintain the you know censorship apparatus that existed in the prior uh, terms of service. I mean, that on top of the fact that he already is being threatened with Tesla via ESG scoring that lowers Tesla's score b- below that of like Exxon Mobil, <laughs> you know, just like the, the whole, the whole system is working against him and all he's trying to deliver on at this point is basically free speech. So like, I just don't understand why more, you know, liberty minded people don't really, really support his efforts so far, you know, maintain your skepticism of him at the end of the day. I'm, I'm fine with that, but like root him on in the meantime. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, before we talk about ESGs, right. cause I know that's why I want to have you on the show. I wanted to, I, I wanted to talk, I kind of want to uh, build off of what you were just saying about, about Twitter and, and how more speech is, is, is good speech uh, because it, good speech is going to trump bad speech and and by blocking it you you're putting people into these little corners into these like into the these nooks dark areas of 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 the internet but like a good example of what i saw is when tim pool had kanye west on was that uh yesterday or a couple days ago and and yeah two days ago yeah kanye went on the show and tim pool he kind of he pushed back but like very softly i don't know how you feel about this but he he was asking him pretty easy questions and like it in like his it, it you you're seeing some of the things that Kanye was saying you're like oh that's he he sounds a little crazy right now and I'm glad um, it's kind of good we we can kind of see see this happen in real time like we we should be able to talk about this stuff and he went on this show and he he went over there and he asked him about uh, some of these ideas he had and he walked off like what what did what did you take from all that I mean. 
I thought that it was a failure in the sense that as an interviewer, and I guess I am kind of a professional interviewer at this point, uh, I think that you want to get as much out of your guest as possible. And it wasn't worth having the fight because Kanye warned him three times prior to the him actually walking. And he's like, I'm not going to do this, you know, repeat of the Lex Friedman interview. Um, so I think that you have to, as an interviewer, you have to pay attention to what your guest is saying to you. And especially, I, you know, I know because I've been on Timcast, I know that they pay for their guests to come out uh, to be on the show. And so if you've already like put in the capital to make sure that your guest is there, I think that it would have been far better to just, if I was Tim, I would have, I would have focused on the fact that Kanye was opening up about how hurt he was. You know, he said, he said, uh, you're not going to take my pain away. That's what he said to him. And, and instead of, you know, focusing on that and trying to dig into that to see like, Hey, why does he actually feel this way right now? Like, let's really get to the core of this because I think if, if he deals with that hurt, you might actually be able to, to get a listic manner about like the people that actually injured him as, as opposed to this collective. Um, So, you know, I, that's, that's just my tactic. I I don't, I don't think I would have, proceeded with the, you know, the, the same exact pushback that, that Lex Friedman gave him just because that's been done, you know, it, it had been done. So that, that's that really interesting. I, yeah. I'd never thought of it that way. That, that, that's, that's a good take. And, um, just like as an interviewer, you, um, I mean, you want to, you want them to feel welcome, but you also, I mean, you, you don't well, want yeah, them to, to get away with things. Either. Yeah. You don't want people to get away with things. And like you don't want them to yeah. take advantage of you as a as an interviewer. But also, like Lex Friedman was about as about as fair as one could be in terms of his pushback. In my opinion, have you ever seen a movie called Bartleby? No. <laughs> it's it's about this guy who goes to work for this like government agency, and he's just supposed to like copy paperwork. Yeah. And then one day, uh, his boss asked him to do something, and he says, "I'd prefer not to." And, yeah. then, and then someone, then he'd ask him to do something else. He said, I prefer not to. And then eventually he just does nothing. He just sits in the office and the, his boss is like, can't fire him. He's like, I don't get it. Why won't it work? Instead of just firing him, he just doesn't fucking fire him. Oh, I've that's, seen, that's I've what seen Kanye is. We just refuse to fire him. We just entertain his shit that he should be able to hash out with a very well-paid psychiatrist. Yeah. Also, yeah. he's getting but, chopped but see, in half by his wife. You know, from, so there's that from an interview from an interviewer's perspective, though, I want to be that therapist for that two hours. You know, oh, like, absolutely. You have an opportunity to actually do that. Like the guy does need help. Uh, like, in my opinion, he does. But I also think he's a genius, uh, you mm-hmm. know, so like I I am interested in, in seeing the good in Kanye still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think most people are. And I think that's a huge problem, actually, because like the main reason that everyone's so upset with him is because they believe he's behaving in a hateful fashion. But if you then respond to that hate by being hateful towards him, like, are we getting closer together? Are we, are we healing this divide? Are we helping him through this process? Like, and I think that's more of a, uh, that's more of a commentary on, you know, our culture and our civilization and how we actually treat one another. Um, And maybe I'm being a little too fucking kind to the guy. I don't know, but no, um, I, I no, no, that's, I, I, that's, that's, that's totally fair. But at some point he needs to agree to help himself because, well, because otherwise he's not going to be able to be interviewed by anybody because everyone who's like, okay, <laughs> just the whole thing with like 
the whole Jew thing with Lex Friedman. Like Lex Friedman's like, look, dude. <laughs> there, I have, <laughs> I have family members who are fucking ashes in a fucking concentration camp. Like your struggle and their struggle is different. I'm just saying it's different. I'm not saying you're wrong and feeling the way you feel, but it's different. And Kanye is like, no, nah, it's the same. It's like, come on, bro. <laughs> It, it would be really funny if Kanye was like... Like, cat food is not prime rib, homie, and you're trying to say that, well, maybe it is. It's like, no, dude, it's not. It's like, but I think but do you Kanye will... Think that? You think that Jews have it have it worse in America than, than black people over the past 50 years? No. I don't think it's even close. No fucking it, way. It's, it's, it's just the, the, the comparison that I think Lex Friedman was just like, yeah, well, we're talking about two different things, but we're talking about the pain of two different... Uh, sets of people, you know, spread over against kind of different but paralleling timelines. And I was like, I, okay, I, yeah, there's people out there who've suffered horrible shit, and we can separate the two. And Kanye just kind of wanted to conflate them, at least from my perspective, in the Lex Friedman interview. And I think that's where Lex Friedman was like kind of hitting a wall with him. But Lex couldn't really work around that brick wall, which so made it kind of frustrating I- to listen to. What I, what I thought was fascinating is that it's quite evident that Lex holds on to this ancient hurt from his people's perspective, mm-hmm. just as Kanye does too. The thing that I like about yeah. Kanye is that he's talking about letting go of that hurt. That's what he, that's what he's talking about. And that's about. the brick wall with Lex Friedman is he's like, well, this is, this is my people and my thing and I should know something about it. And Kanye's like, yeah, but I have my thing that I know about too. And then they couldn't right. just reconcile around it. I mean, it's not like, at least he didn't storm off, you know, at least, no, you know, at least he no, stayed know, for the but, rest but of the interview. The, the reason he stormed off is because he didn't want to do that again. You know, he had, he had sure. already done that, that interview for, I think it was like two plus hours with Lex and it was only a couple of weeks ago. And he's like, and he basically every interview he's done for the past month has been all about this topic. And he's like, I want to talk about other things. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, Kanye did bring up the Jewish thing again. So like, I understand why Tim felt compelled to say, I don't like, you know, collectivizing people like this. And, you know, it's just from my, from my perspective, I don't really give a fuck about Kanye's, you know, anti-Semitic rants. Like I, I don't care. Yeah, like, I'm just being totally it, honest. It I don't it understand why. To me. Is that because you look like Edward Norton from American history X? <laughs> maybe. maybe <laughs> no, more than that. I just, <laughs> sorry, the, it's a great goatee, by the way. Of, it's you know. Wait, sorry, say again. It's great. It's a great goatee, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of that movie, but just the first half. The second <laughs> half, I mean, okay, so you're like, I don't want him to learn his lesson. <laughs> right after the shower rape, I'm out. <laughs> Fuck that. No, no. What what I actually mean by it is, I don't. I don't care when people hold bad ideas as much as I, I appreciate someone who's willing to say things that they're not supposed to uh, just because of the the environment that we're in right now, where it's like everyone gets canceled for everything. Even if you're a fucking like a mailman, you could still get canceled. If your daughter, you know, videos, you saying something inappropriate and TikToks it out, like you could lose your job for this shit. So like, I just like, I, I prefer people that against all odds and, and against all of the pressures that exist in our current society that they're just like, fuck it. I'm going to say something really not acceptable. Like I like those people. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I agree. I, 
whether I agree with him or not, which I don't, but whether I agree with you or not is kind of second. It's not just secondary. It's like, it's not even important. Like I just, I love people like that. I want people that push the envelope. He's a creative. He's going to think and say things that are inappropriate because this is, this is how he's lived his entire life. He has always been this guy, but until he directed it towards Jewish people, no one gave a fuck. It was like, he did it. He did it with, uh, you know, George Bush. He did it with Taylor Swift. He was always doing shit like this. But as soon as he directs it towards Jewish people, it's like, oh, now we have to have this fucking national conversation where we all condemn Kanye all simultaneously. It's like, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm not going to play this game. Like he's, he's had weird and bad ideas my entire life. And he's also created some of the most beautiful art that has ever been made by man. So like, that's, that's my judgment of him and i appreciate him for the good and i can set the, the bad aside that's just how i view see that that that's a good point because when you think of it like like when you hear people you go on twitter everyone's saying the same fucking thing on both sides but it's kind of cool hearing what kanye's saying he's like he's saying something that no one will say he'll say things that everyone's afraid to say like some 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 of the things it was like what what dave Chappelle said on on that the monologue on saturday night live he's just like well they're I mean, I was in Hollywood. And there's a lot of Jews, <laughs> but I mean, but the, but of course he was like, but yeah, but doesn't mean it's controlling everything. But he was saying some things Chappelle, like Chappelle's much better at doing. Chappelle's much better at cultural commentary than, than, than me. Kanye is, you know. Of course, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he's Kanye is is Dave's friend. So like it it was kind of interesting uh, hearing what he had to say about all the all this stuff. And and like what you're saying, it was like it it it, it is kind of cool. It, it it it's like all of us we're like we there's a reason why punk rock was big. He, it was these people right. pushing back against the establishment. It's basically what Kanye is right now. Is he's 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 the the fucking punk rock of 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 I mean of culture right now. When you think yeah, of it, and, and what what is Kanye really saying? Is he is he calling for genocide? Is he calling for you know, Jewish people to be excommunicated or anything terrible. Like, no, no, he's just, he's just talking in a, in a group based manner about some people that have injured him in his life. Like that's really what he's doing. But because mm -hmm. it's this one group that no one's allowed to talk about, everyone has a fucking aneurysm because he's doing it and he won't stop. That's the real thing that people are upset with. You've been told to stand down Kanye West. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he he's like, he needs to do a collaboration with fucking Mike Lindell. We need a Kanye pillow. <laughs> Well, that's probably what his future is and going to be because he's because he's going to have no fucking opportunities with any you know major businesses. He's going to have to go the entrepreneur slash cancel culture you know subculture route to to continue to sell his goods. And it's like I don't I don't fucking like living in a world like that. So like I'm going to support anybody who's like even if I disagree with you, I'm still going to support you just telling what you think. Like it's it's so rare and. I, I think more and more people, you know, appreciate it, even if they strongly disagree, which I've said numerous times, I strongly disagree with his assessment. I am an individualist. I don't think that his assessment is correct at all, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And uh, kind of speaking about opinions and, and uh, like, like having good or bad opinions, I want to get into ESG because sure. that is a social credit score. And like, if, if there is a social credit score for people, Kanye's would be at an all time low. Could, can you kind of explain what an ESG is? Yeah. ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. 
It is a acronym that was created uh, via the UN and the World Economic Forum, then turned around five years later and, and really started to implement it. But uh, 2004 was when the UN had this uh, this paper drafted where they discussed basically pairing uh, all of the governments of the world and the central banks of the world with the biggest businesses of the world to work on what was called stakeholder as opposed to shareholder issues or concerns. And by that, they just mean the concerns of the people that live in the nations that these businesses operate. So instead of focusing on profit, you're now to focus on fighting climate change. That's like the primary driver behind all of this. And uh, I personally believe that when what they're describing is overt fascism, and I oppose fascism. So whether you believe in anthropogenic global warming or not is really secondary to the point that you are entrusting all of the biggest businesses on earth, which means all of the most wealthy people on earth with the biggest governments on earth, with the biggest central banks on earth, all working in lockstep towards a future of reimagining the world. And you have to just trust that they're going to get it right. I say, fuck that. I have no interest in these people having that kind of say and, and reimagining how we all live, what we eat, what we drive, how we fly, how we work, what we say, what we do, where we go. Fuck all of that. So like that's the, my, like the, does, my does anyone actually like look at ESG scores and give a fuck? They do. Yes. Like these people, cause like they, you know, uh, uh, what I saw the other day was uh, I think on United airlines, they track how much carbon that you use when you fly to to a person. Yeah. So they, I think, in the future they're gonna they're gonna turn these ESG scores and, and turn them like do something where it, it has to do more for the the private citizen. Like, sorry, Sean, you used up all your fucking ESG miles. Stay inside yep. your house. You, you need that, to you need to walk to New York. Stupid. That <laughs> that is our future, uh, absolutely. But w- what exists right now is a, a backdooring that didn't have to be democratically decided upon. So you have you know real tyrants that are just dictating. Hey, if you want to basically be a, a functioning multinational corporation, you're going to have to go along with what the biggest money managers on earth have to say. So you have Larry Fink, who's the CEO of BlackRock, you have State Street, you have Vanguard, you have all of these big money managers that have tens of trillions of dollars. We're talking more than the GDP of the United States annually that are all being managed under this guidance. Uh, basically, this is why when you asked, does anybody actually care about the ESG scores? The answer is fuck. Yes, they do. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go along with what Larry Fink has to say in terms of cutting back on climate change or pollution or whatever, or hiring a diverse board or having a diverse workforce or having an HR department that's focused on me too, you know, all this fucking woke shit. Like if you don't do all of those things, well then we won't invest in your company. So that means that all of the biggest businesses on earth that aren't the biggest money managers on earth have to do exactly what the biggest money managers on earth have to say. And, uh, that is not a free market and that is not yeah, anything the, that it, I, that, know, shit, that shit never works, man. It's like, it's like putting, uh, it's like putting, uh, you know, it's like for fucking, uh, rating a movie. It's like, it's like no one gives a fuck about it. It's like, Oh, it's, it's rated R. And then like a couple months later, the fucking director's cut comes out and that's all that matters. Yeah, it's like people, I'm like, give me the give me the Vanguard director's <laughs> cut, okay? No. I don't want the fucking ESG version. That shit's whack. But that, it, that's that's director Redbox bullshit. It's it's, it's terrifying because I mean we we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Wef, like we talk about Klaus Schwab, Henry Kissinger, like these are the guys 
that are implementing this stuff, they're unelected officials, like you're saying, they're tyrants, and they have insane amount of power, so much power, and they're going to have this, this type of power where they can, they can dictate, like we were saying, about flying, about like they're like even though they're these guys are using jets, like you have Al Gore who has, who invest, he, he has carbon offsets. He flies his jets, and he's like, oh, I'll put it all in the carbon offsets. Carbon offsets a company that he owns, so like it's it's just a big scam. The climate change stuff, uh, it's a big scam. I, I I don't know how you feel about it. It's, it's it's one of the biggest scams since the Federal Reserve. It it's just it's so fucking bad. It, it it's scary, and then you you just seen our rights getting shrunken. We're, we've become these debt slaves. It's just it, it keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, so. well, I don't blame you. I mean, what what anthropogenic climate change amounts to, or anthropogenic global warming amounts to, is a belief that humanity is ultimately a catastrophic existential threat to itself, uh, because we all exhale carbon. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we, we are also made of carbon and it i mean at its root I, I don't think it takes a fucking deep thinker to realize that what they're describing is a very anti-human worldview and a malthusian one if anyone is familiar with his mm-hmm. work yes we've um, talked about him so yeah so I, I think that you know this is why people like alex jones describe them as you know bloodthirsty demons because like whether they actually worship Satan or not, I have no fucking clue, but in terms of like what they're actually trying to foist upon the world will amount to starvation and genocide on a global scale. And if you can't get on board with opposing that, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. You know, like, yeah. So yeah. When the Georgia Guidestones got blown up, I think that was, that was part of it. It might be. I, I, I really don't know what think, that was all I think, about. I, I think they'd be chill with like 500,000, 500 million people as a, as a population for the world. Well, yeah. If, and they we, can, if, they can, if Bill Gates can make that happen at a snap of a finger, I think he'd snap his fingers. Man, that Graham Hancock yeah. documentary really fucked me up. I, um, didn't, I didn't see that. Oh, it, just, it was fascinating. It's, re- it's really good. And then they start- I was watching Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> did, you, gonna, did you see Wednesday? No, he's just going to keep I naming the first episode. It wasn't bad. It's cute. It's, it's Tim Burton's really good at taking fucking woke nonsense and making it really entertaining and charming. <laughs> good job, Tim Burton. Yeah, I'll, I'll be. Uh, I, I know we're we're getting uh, we're, we're getting pretty far. How how, how long we've we been going? Forty eight minutes. Okay, just making sure we're not we're not going too long because I we we started. Well, you don't want to talk about Wednesday. No, <laughs> you hate women. Yes, I hate women. I fucking hate them. Fuck yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> There's my Sean. I thought you got soft up in New York or something. No, no, no. Not where I was at. They, that's Trump country over there. <laughs> they're, they're, like you, you where you in Brooklyn? What are you talking about? No, this is like upstate. This is like in like Westchester. Oh, okay. Yeah, they. I mean, if you look at the, if you look at how New York is, it's very. It's very red, except for the city. Like the people that live in the city, the people that don't even own property, dictate how the rest of the state is ran. Sure, it's wild. That's that's how that's how every state in the nation is. The city is blue, the rest of it's red. California is the same way. I was born and raised there. You mm-hmm. go anywhere outside of L.A. or San Francisco, I mean San Diego to a lesser extent, it's all fucking Republican. Yeah. But they just the population centers are they dictate the policy. Yeah, Fort Worth is saving Texas, really. It's like one of the only one of the few major cities that's not 
uh, blue. Bro, I heard or, this morning on the radio that 75% of Austin voted for Beto O'Rourke. Oh, Jesus Christ. 75 fucking percent. That's, yeah, that's horrifying. Crazy, <laughs> that fucking curls my socks, dude. Ugh. I don't like that. So no, uh, speaking of awful. of liberal like guys, I I, I kind of saw this really really quick, so I didn't I didn't do too much research on it. But you have a debate coming up with a guy named <laughs> Connor Halbley. Is it Halbleib? How the fuck do you say I his name? I have no fucking clue. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck him and his dumb name. Yeah, fuck him. You <laughs> destroy that man. So what, what, oh, I intend to. I, yeah, I that's tomorrow night. Yo, what's up with your name, homie? And can't say your name. <laughs> I'll be like, that doesn't sound like an American. (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds like a Dutch lubricant motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So how did this all start? I I'm really interested in like, he, so I dude, I don't even know. Is this like like beef you got with this dude? What's that? You got beef with this dude? Like is, is, no, no, it's a debate. It's It's just a friendly debate. Okay. No, it ain't friendly. It ain't at all. friendly. I, oh shit! That's- just just because of his ideology, I, someone um, actually tagged me in like four of his tweets that had all happened in the past twenty four hours, and yeah. and I went and I read them all, and I was like, these are all terrible. And and in one of them, he was he was saying what you know progressive Democrats ought to be running on to put you know conservatives on their back foot, and I just I just replied back saying you know they should be running on hot coals towards a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just, I just said what Republicans would actually fire back with. And I said, you're terrible at this, you know, and, yeah. and I'm right because he lost his, his con- congressional race by like 40 points. So he is <laughs> fucking terrible at it. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, and then he goes like, it's cute. You think that, you know, blah, blah, blah. He fires back with some pithy shit. And I was like, all right, well then how about this? You come on my show. Let's fucking, let's go dude. And, uh, I've always, I've done this, uh, you know, 25 times to different politicians and shit. Cause like, I've always wanted to debate. A progressive because I fucking despise them. Um, yeah. And they've never said yes. They never debate yes. anybody, which is the worst. But wh- so where is this going to be at? Is it going to be on your channel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be live on my show tomorrow night. What time? Seven Eastern. Seven, seven Eastern. I'm, all right. We're, we're, we're going to check that out because yeah. I, it, I'm thrilled, dude. I'm like, I've the only other debate I've really had, uh, or I've done three, I guess, but two of them were fairly friendly but I had one other debate that kind of like it actually put me on the map. It's the whole reason I became friends with Dave Smith is because I debated this neocon and I fucking demolished him. And, uh, and the, a clip of it went kind of viral in our, in our community when I was like, I had just gone from being an anonymous account to like actually put my face out there. And there was like this one minute rant that I did and, uh, and Dave saw it and he's like, Hey, could I, could I, you know, get the link to the whole episode? And I was like, holy shit. Like Dave Smith is my fucking God, you know, at the time. And now he's my friend, which is really weird. But, um, so he watches the whole thing. And then Pete Quinones goes on his show and Pete brings me up. Cause I had just been on Pete's show and, and Dave's like, oh yeah, that, that guy, that's the guy that debated the neocon. He's fucking great. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> this was all like, this is all like a year and a half ago. Like my life is completely changed in that, in that period. It's really wild. Um, but so th- this is the second debate I will have ever had where I actually get to be mean to somebody. So I'm fucking ecstatic. Good for you. Th- this stuff yeah, right here. Go, uh, go get them. The, the, liber- <laughs> the libertarians are fucking killing it in debates. Like you ever go watch Scott Horton's debates he had with, uh, uh was it, uh, what's his name? Bill Crystal or who, who which one was it? Yeah. He it fucking, he murdered this guy. It like, it was, <laughs> it was so bad. Like you, 
I you almost feel sorry for him, and you're like, oh yeah, but this guy like lied us into a war, and and he basically said anyone that isn't for this thing is like anti-American. Like he he was he used to say really awful shit, and and Scott Horton, who's also an Austinite like us, like I'm I'm, I'm so I, I want to get him on the show sometime because he's I'm such a big fan of of Scott Horton. I, I, I like his. I, I mean, we talked about him in previous episodes, but like his. His he basically wrote the encyclopedia on on what's going on in the in the Middle East. Like he's amazing, but libertarians are killing it right now, especially with the debates because they're like our um, just what you guys are saying. It, it's like you you guys are for free speech and like it, it like your ideas are working, dude. It's it's just it's it's an unfair fight to be honest because we actually tell the truth. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. the only people that tell the truth. So like I go into any debate, I never prepare. I yeah. literally just go in there knowing what I know and actually like telling the truth and I can fucking destroy people with it. So I'm ecstatic. I, I, progressives are so fucking horrendous. Like this is going to be the easiest thing I've ever done in my life, but I'm going to try and like make it fun. Cause otherwise I'll just start to like, make, I, make it I, fun. I, be, tell him, be, tell him you have a cooler name than him. <laughs> be like, my first name is Clint, like Clint Eastwood and Russell, like fucking, uh, I don't know. Russell Crowe. Russell Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Russell, yeah. Russell Crowe, like hit a dude in the face with a phone in a hotel. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He loves the fights <laughs> or, or Kurt Russell. Oh, that's a good one. Holy shit. Kurt Russell and Clint Eastwood. Imagine them melded into one internet personality. That's me. Right? Holler that's at your me, boy right? over there. Um, what does he yeah, got? No, He's got I, nothing. I'm very, I'm very excited. I, I want to either, you know, embarrass him to the point that like he, he can't travel the internets anymore without people just constantly bringing it up. Or I want him to cry and rage quit. Cause that would be hilarious. So, uh, either way I'm ecstatic. And, like, this is going to be the complete inverse of my, like trying to find the humanity in Kanye West. Like I want to just destroy this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dehumanize him. Well, yeah, it, it's because it's whenever you when you talk to these people, and believe me, we I, I live in Austin and I've I've been at downtown Austin. You go to these these coffee shops and they they think everyone thinks like them, like they mm-hmm. they and and for the most part in Austin, and like they they all do think alike, and they're like, oh, like I I, I have the moral authority on you. They think they're morally better than you. So that's, oh, a, and then they don't ever talk to people that don't agree with them. They just think they're like, oh, you're, even though I'm not a Trump supporter, I, 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 but like, they'll call me that just because uh, I don't agree with uh, almost anything they say. And yeah. they, well, I've, I've been, I've been basically in the professional battle of ideas for the past two years. So like, I know all of my opposition's counterpoints. The issue is they don't know ours because they're accustomed to dealing with conservatives or Democrats, you know, Republicans or Democrats. Like, so if you're not one of them, they assume you're a Republican. If I talk to a Republican, they assume I'm a Democrat, but they, they never know what angle I'm going to fire back at. Whereas I always know what they're going to fire back with. So it's like, it's, it's an unfair fight, but I, uh, I like unfair fights. I don't like to lose. So let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I seen Sean beat up his kids. Yeah. That's what I do. I go you're home. Old. You'll get up. You're like you're slow. Your arms are little, and you have no chance against me. <laughs> Always that's, remember that's that. That's the only way that they ever learn. You got to give them like that's right. five, six black eyes, and then they they know. Yeah, I, well, I'm I'm half Mexican, so I, you raise kids through fear. That's what we do. <laughs> through fear? Yeah, that's through right. fear. You hit them with a chancla. Yeah, and then you you tell them. I mean, you 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 always you have they have to have the fear of God. That's why they're sure. most like Mexicans are Catholic. So yeah. like. You got that, like right. they're. I mean, 
you got to worry about your priest banging you. Like, damn, they, everything about being a Catholic <laughs> is scary. <laughs> and in the Mexican household, you are their God. So you have to treat them with that same fire and brimstone mentality. Makes oh, perfect yeah. Sense. yeah. 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 But yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to promote before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Aside from the debate uh, Friday, I have on Dr. Joseph Ladapo, who is this uh, Surgeon General of Florida. He's probably the only mainstream doctor that has actually spoken out against the jabs and things like that. So as far as I'm concerned, he's a hero. Um, so that'll be great. And then next Tuesday I have on uh, Pasta, Jardula, Jimmy Dore, and Dave Smith. Um, the four of us are going to go at it. So those that plus my Robert Malone episode from yesterday, if anybody wants to check me out, it is Liberty Lockdown. You can search for it on any podcatcher, YouTube, Rockfin, Rumble, Locals, everywhere. And the name is Clint Russell. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah. Is Thank that going to be on the Jimmy Dore show or is it going to be on your channel? Uh, we're going to cross stream it on, on uh, Pasta's show and my show because I am friends with Dave and Pasta is friends with Jimmy. So we, we combined our resources to put it together essentially. Um, so he and I are going to both have it on. So you can check it out on my show. Holy shit, man. You're about to go mainstream. Because you're on Jimmy Dore, you're about to be mainstream. I'm, I'm glad we got you on before you, <laughs> before you, you really hit it. Because I know you're big, but you're about to be really big, especially going on Jimmy Dore. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying, but it's not, it's not going to be on Jimmy Dore's show. I actually did a stream with, uh, with Dave and Jimmy and Pasta uh, six weeks ago or two months ago. So oh, I missed that. This will be the se the second go of it. Um, but that 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 one wasn't on my show. So this will be the first time that it actually gets put on my platform. So that'll be nice and. Uh, you know, besides that, I just, I'm just going to keep grinding, man. And I, I'll always do the the startup shows. I was a startup like two years ago. So don't, don't sweat it. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Like it's like, uh, it, it's so crazy. Cause I, I mean, I listen to your show and then you're on here now and, and you, yeah, right. and we're, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're a smaller show right now. I mean, you can't really search us on, on YouTube cause like they keep pulling our episodes down. So I just stopped posting <laughs> on YouTube. So like everyone's like, Oh yeah. Uh, you only have 630 subscribers on YouTube right now. Like, yeah, cause we won't post there and things on there anymore. I'd stop trying to grow right. it. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's a fight, dude. I mean, if you're going to tell the truth, you're going to constantly be ducking and dodging censorship. So yeah, it, we, it is what it is. Yeah. We, we, they, they literally were taking down our Jeffrey Epstein episodes cause we were talking about pedophiles. And they said it was hate speech. Like, what? What are you talking about? This is this really happened. <laughs> well, uh, if uh, if anybody wants more of my not serious rants, I also do Tower Gang or Tower Power Hour. You can find that on Odyssey. That's O D Y S E E dot com, and uh, I'll be doing that in about ten minutes. So I got to run. Cool, man. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you being patient with our with all of our technical difficulties. But yeah. It, it happens, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank, Thank you, Clint. Thanks, man. You're awesome. Fuck that dude in the ass. <laughs> <laughs>